Home. Having a place we call home is indispensable for our sense of well-being and flourishing. In both of my priestly assignments, I've changed my legal address and assigned all my personal accounts to the address of the parish where I live. The parish is officially my home. But in casual conversation, if parishioners or friends ask me if I'm going home, say for a holiday, we both know that that refers not to 29 Mount Auburn Street in Cambridge, but to my parents' home, which is still the same house I grew up in. Hopefully we all have a particular place that we associate with things like rest and security. From Old Testament times all the way up to the present, God himself has continually sought out a home on earth, a place in which he can be welcomed and dwell among us. In the book of Exodus, we hear all about the priestly tribe of Levi set apart to guard God's special dwelling and conduct worship around it. It was called the Ark of the Covenant, which contained the two stone tablets of the Ten Commandments, Aaron's staff, and a jar of the manna from heaven. God truly dwelt there among his people in a humble tent or tabernacle. Once God's kingdom of Israel was established under David, God sought a permanent, more dignified home. We hear in today's first reading the prophet Nathan announcing to David God's desire for a great temple to be built in Jerusalem. It would be for centuries the locus of all Jewish worship and the concrete symbol of God's desire to be close to his people. This all took on a radically new form beginning with Mary, the Virgin of Nazareth. In her womb, God established a dwelling not just for a symbol of his presence, like the Ark of the Covenant, but for the real presence of his divinity. Mary became the new Ark of the Covenant in which the Son of God made his home. In order to do this, though, she had to create space for God. Of course, Mary, like any woman by nature, had the physiological capacity to receive new life. But for Mary to receive divinity within her body, this is not a physiological function, but spiritual. It required her full freedom and consent. Thus, her great prayer that we repeat in the Angelus, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy word. This prayer Mary would repeat every day for the rest of her life, making her the perfect disciple of Jesus. So even after the birth of Jesus, the divine life continued to grow within her each day. In Mary, there is no lack of space for God to dwell. In Mary, 
God is fully free to radiate his divinity. Herein lies the challenge for each of us, especially in these final days of Advent, to make space in our hearts for Christ, to make of ourselves a worthy dwelling of his divinity. How do we do this? It ultimately comes down to one thing, getting rid of the clutter. That is, detaching from our hearts everything that is not of God. The less pride, sin, and attachments that remain in my heart, the more room there is for Jesus. Like what John the Baptist proclaimed, I must decrease and he must increase. God's presence within us is not a binary. He dwells in varying degrees according to how much room we allow him. Self-denial, detachment, and abandonment to God's divine providence can be difficult and even painful at times. But these are not the ultimate end. The end is our perfection, or better yet, the perfection of the life of Jesus Christ within us. As Christ is perfected in me, I discover the fullness of my own humanity, my true self, the person that God has destined me to be. We should try to be able to say along with St. Paul, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So when we clear out all the junk and empty ourselves, we make room for God to dwell. And like Mary, we conceive of the Holy Spirit and bear Christ within us. Let us therefore turn to Our Lady, asking her to teach us abandonment and humility, helping us to respond yes to everything God wishes to do in us. Be it done unto me according to thy word. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Today's episode is part of our 2020 Advent and Christmas offerings. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.